After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. That's why Mint Mobile is here and offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month with no catch. Mint Mobile is great for anyone that's looking for a way to get a little bit of extra savings. You don't have to pay for those big plans, even though they still have the high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network with unlimited talk and text. You can use the phone you have right now with any Mint Mobile plan and keep on trucking just like you are. Just saving money on your mobile plan. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee so you can try it, make sure it works for you, and then you're all set to go. So switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com dnbr. Be sure to go to mintmobile.com dnbr to let them know we sent you. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by Evan Rowell and like a quarter of AJ's face. <laughs> what up, fam? He's in here. Uh, gentlemen, as you may or may not know, I have been on a quest to find the most ridiculous bets on DraftKings Sportsbook over the last couple of weeks i've bet on some adventurous stuff but i have a new one for you today for our pick of the week brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook do you gentlemen know what futsal is nope <laughs> i knew yahir would know i knew yahir would know why would yahir know because it's it's soccer but it's like soccer in an indoor type of thing and it's like a super small field okay uh so it's like miniature soccer kind of and i i forget what sizes the teams are the teams five on five or like three on three it is five on five okay thank you yeah here uh anyway you can bet on futsal at DraftKings sportsbook and today we have uh adc taubate versus pulo dogato Okay, well, Pulo Delgato <laughs> got this. It's <laughs> in the name. <laughs> Obviously. Pulo is getting uh, half a goal on the spread, so you can you can bet that for them. Or if you if you like them straight up to win, uh, there is a three-way money line where they're plus 185, so you can make some good money with them. Uh, can, I, can I work this into a parlay somehow? Yeah, absolutely. There, the uh, line for the over under is set at five and a half. So, five and a half, pretty for low five on, for five on five half yeah, field it, soccer. It's surprisingly low scoring. I I was shocked to be. Honest. I don't understand. <laughs> Why do it then? Yeah, here's saying take the over. He's Imagine take the over for sure. I mean, that's like that's like box lacrosse being low scoring what's those, the point those dudes score so much man there's around 10 to 15 goals a game All right, so over, easy over yeah. easy over. over there you go yahir knows yahir knows what's up take the over in the only futsal game on DraftKings sportsbook right now and go make yourself some money you ever uh, you ever wonder like how they decide like what people should bet on I, like, it's it's wild the stuff that some of the stuff that they're like yeah we can we can make this work for bets. Why didn't we Why didn't we have somebody from DraftKings come on in the off season and just talk to us about how bets are made? Why am I only having this idea on the first I, day of training camp? I feel like we definitely did that. 
on the bet show and you just missed it. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Anyway, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado. Hell yeah, you can. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. You absolutely can bet on the Vesna winner at DraftKings. Maybe like the Hart winner, too, or something like that. Kemper is a plus 1,000 or something like that right now. Yeah, he's like fifth or sixth, I think, best odds, something like that. Uh, head on over to DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into the show then. We're talking about day one of Avalanche training camp. In my mind, day one of training camp marks the official start of preseason. It's no longer off-season anymore. We're now into preseason. So, a momentous occasion. Whoa, whoa, and it's all about what Ruto wants. (laughs) Yeah. I run this podcast, and I will turn it around, damn it. Are you going to pull over to the side of the podcast road and make us stop? Yep. Turn around and scald us like <laughs> like a referee scalding Bull Bo, Bo, Yeah, Bo Byram. <laughs> yep. Oh no, not that. That's exactly how it's gonna go. Dad's man again. Why don't you show some leadership on this podcast, AJ? Shit. <laughs> uh, Taking all kinds of heat on Reddit. Now I got this to put up with. <laughs> but uh, I I do think we we pretty much checked all of our boxes for for day one training camp. A McKinnon thrown stick, check. Uh, players laying on the ice after skating really hard, check. Multiple goaltenders doing the uh, doing the bag skate, check. What what else is on this list that I'm missing? Uh, I EJ, guess we got the EJ slide. The EJ slide. <laughs> random players in no contact jerseys. I was a big fan of the EJ slide and our whole group of people immediately <laughs> going, EJ's back! <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, Pin King. Yeah, damn straight. You're going you're gonna to have to walk all the way to Ball Arena. Uh, <laughs> yeah, random players getting hurt. True. Although they were all fine, ultimately. Why would we have to walk to Ball Ruto doesn't even go to Ball Arena. That's not where that car is headed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see what uh, what punishments I can dole out for this unruliness. Uh, <laughs> in any case, where do you guys want to start? Should we start with Group One? Might as well keep it, keep it simple. Uh, so Group One had the big line. I think we all kind of talked about it before the show. None of us really uh, looked at the big line. Uh, at all because you know we already know what to expect from them but where things got interesting is that second line in group one alex newhook put in between jt comfer and tyson jost uh evan i know you talked to to bednar after the the whole shebang as well and and he had a bit to say about newhook yeah he he basically said they want to he's played center his whole life they want to give him a shot and see what he can do at center where he's most comfortable um but they also, he mentioned, he said, I didn't like Jost early in his career at center, but now I like him. And would they still like Confer at center, which obviously we are not in agreement on that. But uh, they want to give Newhook a shot at center. And the one thing he did say that was interesting is like, hey, you know what? I'm not afraid to put him at wing, especially if it means he's playing in the top six. So they're kind of hinting. They're trying to Chushkin there, obviously, on that second line today. But things are fluid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd. 
we'll talk about that line. I, I don't really like the makeup of it, but it's day one. I mean, should we just talk about it right now? Uh, obviously, the uh, the Jost Comfort connection has always been a let's call it inconsistent one. Look, in Colorado. Just because they <laughs> boys off the ice does not mean that they're any good together on it. We've got years worth of them trying. They don't work. Stop. So, I mean, I think that presents the first immediate problem for Colorado when it comes to sorting out their forward pairs or lines, I suppose. Confer doesn't really have a spot where he fits great. Kind of a kind of one that they're going to have to sort out, whether that's yoloing him on the second line or sticking him with Jost or or potentially even moving him down to the fourth line. Yeah, the strat line thing just never goes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfort is kind of the guy where we're. To me, he played his best on the fourth line last year, and ideally, that's where he'd be. But you know, they. Bednar keeps talking about how they know that they're banking on him bouncing back offensively, which, I mean, he shot like 20% yeah. last year, so he still scored goals. But... Yeah, I mean, come on. We know that that's greatly buoyed by game 56, where he scored the hat trick at the end of the season. Yeah. It's, he, he's he's kind of the weird thing. And then, obviously, Jost, he got to a point where he was really comfortable at center. It's like, can he continue that on the wing? I guess we'll find out. And right now they're breaking up that Joe Snachushkin combination, which not a big fan of that because they were so good last year, but just going to keep saying it today. It was day one. Yeah. It's, we said it all dev camp. We said it all rookie tournament. Now we're going to say it. it. Look, training camp matters, but day one of training camp, absolutely nothing is set in stone. Yeah. It's all very fluid. Yep. Except Artem Anisimov's knees and back. <laughs> uh, oof, oof, that was, yeah. Uh, do we want to? Do we want to get into that? I guess that was the next line in the in the lineup for Group One. Anisimov was between. It was the two young guys. Yeah, <laughs> Ranta, Ranta and Kaut. Ranta and Kaut on the wings as. Boy, was it noticeable how much older and slower he is. Yeah, I walked in and was like, okay, so what are, what are we talking about for lines here? And we're looking around, and it was like, who is this old dude in, the, like, this old, stiff, can't-skate-anymore guy in, in, the, in between these two kids that are getting up and down? And it was... Artem and Isimov is washed. And there were... Two players that really well, eh, three players I'd say that really struggled with the conditioning today. And uh, Anisimov, Maltsev, Anis- and O'Brien. Yep, I was going to say Murray. Murray looked like he was struggling. Too. I had yeah, a problem with Murray fair. too. Yeah, he really <laughs> didn't look good. Yeah, O'Brien. O'Brien's problem was more that he gassed himself. Yeah, he went too hard too fast. Yeah. yeah, just did not. The rookie mistake did not base himself. <laughs> uh, but Maltsev and Anisimov was like done like yeah. he was just done i think anisimov was the worst of the bunch um he really really struggled with the conditioning yeah and the conditioning like whatever mason Gerson yeah. used to be amazing it, at it this, doesn't remember? really and matter it, that much yeah, but... it wasn't it, it wasn't meaningful at all what i had a problem with anisimov was that he just didn't look any good he didn't look like he could get up and down the ice he was doing drills next to line mates that 
have a combined like 15 games played <laughs> and oof. and and I think Count and Ranta looked fairly solid today as well. I, I thought, really I thought like Sampo. I loved Count. I was going to say the other thing. I didn't have a, any issues. There was a two-on-one with Count and Anisimov where Count was in the zone and he had to like wait for Anisimov <laughs> to get there. Like he set him a perfect saucer pass, but because it was taking Anisimov so long to get in the zone, the goalie could just read everything. It's just he's just behind everyone in terms of skating. Yeah, I, it was pretty clear that our concerns about him being able to function in the Av style of play is still very much a question with with his skating ability. That's so crazy. Uh, as it is now. <laughs> Evan, didn't you tr- also tweet about Kale McCarr having a procedure? Yeah. It's almost it's... like there was an interview done about it. Yeah. That is odd. He had a procedure. <laughs> but no, I loved Cout. Like, there was a couple plays where Cout, specifically in the defensive zone, had to... He's, I'm, oh, I'm Peter Baugh now? <laughs> what? I'm not Peter. Uh, <laughs> it's in all caps. Yeah. He's now Peter Ball. <laughs> no, where Cout had to make a smart play to exit the zone, and he was just calm, cool, and made a couple of nice passes to get out. And that's, I mean, he's not going to be standing out with like the big, like big hits or anything like that. It's just smart plays that right. are going to get him noticed. It's absolutely his game is the very calm, controlled play, mm-hmm. particularly defensively, but. Uh, yeah, so the, I are we calling that the the fifth line right now? Is that fair to say? I, I think like it is. It. I had I I mean on like we're not entirely sure, but yes, <laughs> I am calling it the fifth line. Okay, just making sure that that yeah. that's where we stand at the moment because the fourth line was in group two. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We had a a handful of other guys that are not really particularly relevant to the NHL roster on the forward side in group one. Uh, then you get into the defenseman, obviously, as everyone's already talked about McCarr in a no contact Jersey, not a big deal. Don't, don't hit any panic buttons on that yet. Uh, Had a small procedure over the summer, tweaked something last week and they're just taking it easy. Cause Bednar, like we mentioned today, we were talking about it. Bednar basically said, you get to camp. There are people trying to make an impression and we're, we don't want them touching him. Yeah. <laughs> like just leave it alone. He's going to play in the exhibition. He'll be fine. Yeah. So McCarr will be good to go. Yeah, we, we were, uh, we were joking today that 10 years ago, that's how a guy made a team is that you would roll into camp and you would light up one of the stars. Cause it showed Moxie kid. And it was all about the, you know, Oh, he's got balls. And now you imagine like a guy goes in and lights up McCarr who's in an already in a non-contact. And it's like, don't you dare touch him! Yeah. <laughs> Please, you're, you're cut. That's right. I mean, there was yeah. that McKinnon that. was trying to cut the goalie that deflected a puck into his face. Who was it? Huh. Who was it in Ottawa? I don't remember, but this is like the famous story, yeah. right? Well, there's the video of Bobby oh, Wright, it, Bobby Ryan. Yeah. So who hit it? Who hit MacArthur? Somebody hit MacArthur. Yeah, and, I can't remember his name. Bobby Ryan like immediately fought that guy on the spot when called him an effing idiot. Like, yeah. And it wasn't the first. It wasn't the first time he'd pulled something in a training camp before either. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. I remember that too. Yeah, it's funny that we remember this incident. All of the details, and then we're just like (laughs) some like nebulous senators guy. Once upon a time, yeah, there's the name. Yeah, (laughs) Seeloff. 
Uh, yeah, and well, they, they sealed off the roster from that cat. That moment forward. Devon Taze did some work on his own, also in the no contact, as, as we already knew. Um, the rest of the defense in group one involved Ryan Murray. Didn't really notice him at all today, to be honest. Other than the struggling with conditioning. Yeah, I didn't really watch him that much. Okay, just checking. Uh, now we now we have to get to the the conversation that AJ is gonna love. <laughs> this is his, was his favorite topic of conversation in the cross chatter all day today. Jack Johnson. It, it, it's one day of camp, but looked pretty decent. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Guy Johnson looked I, the conditioning stuff. He was nails. Uh, just the the drills that they were running when they were playing the the three v two man rush kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, he he defended he defended really well, and he was really good in his in the defensive zone. And it was like, oh god, here we go. Ah, uh, yes, AJ Jack Johnson stand mm-hmm. confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm. I don't want to make too much of one day of camp, but you come in as a PTO and you have a day like that. It's going to help you. I mean, compare the day that he had to what Artem Anisimov had, where he stood out in only a bad way. Yep. And it's just like, okay, this obviously like you're feeling if you're Jack Johnson, you like, you like where you are way better than Anisimov right now. And you know, cool it's been one day but yeah look jack johnson looked good today um i'm you know pretty much from the moment they gave him the pto i've said that i think that they'll sign him <laughs> so i feel like we're just running downhill towards the inevitable here the one thing i'd noticed that obviously he's been told we need a physical guy on defense because he was the one guy that was trying to hit some people to i guess get noticed nothing huge obviously but just yeah, there wasn't anything overly physical today. Yeah, I, not we're weren't expecting any real heavy hitting type of stuff today, anyway. But um, anyway, we're also running downhill towards Strava Craft Coffee. Read so hit up Strava Craft Coffee, get your CBD infused coffee for twenty five percent off your first order when you use code DNBR twenty five. Then you can get it for twenty percent off indefinitely after that when you sign up for their subscription service. You can try it at the DNBR bar before you buy. Then hit up Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for over 15 years here in Colorado, so they can help you navigate the waters of purchasing a home, whether it's your first time or if you're purchasing a, a fifth home. Either way, they got you covered. Mike is a certified financial planner. so <laughs> yeah, they look- just purchasing a fifth home as one does. Hey, look, <laughs> rich people live here, okay? not It's not any of us, but rich people do live here, so... They can use Mike in Virginia just as well. 
Like I mentioned, Mike will look at your entire financial picture, whether you're rich as hell or whether you're just got enough to buy your first home. Either way, they will find the right home loan for you. You can uh, check them out today at dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. At DNVR Mortgage, you can get a free consultation as well as a chance to win some free DNVR merch. So at least have a look just for that. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And also, this is your this is your last chance to get in on this. Last I heard, there were six tickets left for the party bus to the Broncos game this Sunday. So if you want to buy the last couple of tickets on the party bus, go do it right now because they are going to sell out otherwise. Even if you can't get on the party bus, you can still get yourself a ticket into the DNVR tailgate at the stadium, which is going to be a total blast. It comes with free unlimited beer and pizza until we run out of both of those things. So you might as well show up and have a great time with the rest of the tailgate gang on Sunday. You can even watch uh, watch the F1 race and then make your way down there to, to Bronco land. It works out pretty well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Pretty sure I already know the answer to this question I'm about to ask, but is there anything you guys can take away from the goaltenders from today? Um, Juice just looked good. <laughs> I noticed him making a lot of good saves, but yeah, I mean, no, I can barely watch goaltenders. I'm more focusing on the skaters. Uh, I realized halfway through that ad read that my shirt's been on inside out all day. <laughs> oh boy. All right, then. Wonderful. <laughs> That's yeah, how Mc- I feel about goalies, man. McDermott is listed as a D and Bednar has stated that yeah. they intend to use him as a D, but if they need to use him at forward, they can. Yep. And, uh, he played D today. Yep, he was part of the defensive uh, grouping in Group 2, so... No, he was in Group... Yeah, he was in Group hey, He's in Group 1. Okay. Same I guy. thought. I don't know. I don't know. We we have a graphic. Yeah, <laughs> bring up the graphic. Yeah, he played with Baron. He's in Group 1. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. So it was McDermott and uh, and Baron in Group 1. So he existed. There was one 3-on-2 rush where he followed someone to the middle and left his side completely open. Hate to see it. Yeah, got lost. In transition, in a drill where he's got one teammate to work with. <laughs> Just saying, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, group two, obviously, you have the second line. The big conversation there is Valerina Chushkin, the guy starting on that left wing spot alongside Kadrian Burakovsky. I think we we all thought Kadrian Burakovsky looked solid as hell today. Not that that's surprising. Nachushkin is still Nachushkin in the offensive zone, though. Yeah, he's got gargoyle hands. Okay. <laughs> How many more ways can you come up to say that? I've never, yeah. heard, that, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> <laughs> still trying to figure it out. I don't know what I've got next after this. <laughs> Uh, moving yeah. yeah there was one empty net that he just completely yeah, backdoor I pass mean, it was, it was a, the entire net <laughs> yeah. such a perfect pass it was through two sticks 
uh, multiple bodies, and it was a perfect pass. It landed right there perfectly for him, and he just flubs it. And it just skitters away to the to the to the wall behind the net, and it was like, "We back, baby." <laughs> Hockey. <sighs> Woo. It's look. Let, let's talk about something actually interesting then, because the what we're calling the fourth line is is probably the most interesting thing yeah, that came yeah. out, of, out of camp today, and. It was Helm, Maltsev, and Logan O'Connor all put together. And we we mentioned Maltsev struggling with the conditioning stuff, but beyond that, looked like a pretty set-and-forget fourth line. Uh, I thought Maltsev looked bad. Okay. (laughs) He looked super passive out there. He was not getting involved in anything. He did. He did. I, I did think he looked like he was trying to find his uh, find his way a little bit. Yeah, but I. I mean, the the unit as a whole. I thought certainly Helm and O'Connor were just like zipping around doing their thing. So yeah, they were very comfortable. I wonder if Helm looks at O'Connor is like, hey, that's that's what Me. I was ten years yeah. ago. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about O'Connor. Is I'm like, oh, Darren Helm's looking. It's like looking in a mirror. Yeah. Uh, the old Shade and Bednar joke is gone. It's Logan O'Bednar. The way he was talking about him <laughs> and the press conference is like, oh man, he loves him some Logan O'Connor, and that he's means like, LOC's not going to make the team. He's he was talking about you know his first rookie camp. He went up there three on three tournament level. He's like he was the best player on the ice, and I have not like he has been in love with him ever since and. He mentioned he's a huge part of this team already and that they really missed him in the playoffs last year, which I would agree with for most of that series. So he's going to be a big part of this team, obviously, and they are banking on that work ethic yeah. that he keeps getting better. Given the three-year deal, we haven't really talked yeah. about that was, on the pod. So yeah. I was going to say, we should probably save that for the third period. Okay, we can, we, can, we can get back to that in the third period then. Um, keeping on down this list... Uh, the the list got really short pretty quickly in in the second group I felt like but there you're you're talking about like a, a sixth or seventh line of dudes throwing uh throwing Jason Magna on on babysitting duty a little bit there but yeah I wondered openly is this what they agreed to like is this what Jason Magna knew he was walking into was babysitting duty because Nick Henry and Alex Bocage like. Uh... Was he was he aware that was the plan when he decided to stay here that he was just gonna like usher around children? <laughs> I mean, he had to know there were a lot of kids coming into the AHL roster, right? So yeah, I just I just wonder if it was like because you know they've given him a number of NHL looks sure, and sure. he's played high up in the AHL lineup, and then camp yeah. opens up and on day one, and he's like. In, he rolled like driving the minivan to soccer practice. You, you look and see Henry and Bocage, and you're like, I don't think I'm making the NHL roster. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking around it. like Ranta and Kout are with a Nisi mob. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> like where uh Sakura was with uh the with Olausen, and you're just yeah, like, What's yeah. going on here? So, yeah, I just I wondered, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Just you know, the second we, group was definitely less interest, 
on the forwards. Once you get down past that fourth line, yeah, it wasn't much. Dylan Sakura had one of the worst days I've ever seen in training camp, personally. <laughs> he was missing passes left and right, and then he had the three-on-two where he missed the net wide, and he just rung around, and we're all just like, well, coaches hate that. Fast break the other way, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it uh, it is what it is there. Obviously, most of those guys aren't going to be particularly relevant to the ABS NHL roster. On the defensive side, though, Eric Johnson and Bowen Byram put together. Saucy! <laughs> uh, obviously, a lot of chatter about EJ being back. He's in the tinted visor, if you mm. didn't know, from the, mm. from the mm. captain's practices. It's... I don't think Byram and EJ being together is particularly surprising, but it is good to have a little bit of clarity on what those pairs might look like, particularly knowing Taves won't be ready to go opening night. It was so good seeing EJ. I was, mm, mm, mm. it was awesome to see him back out there and doing his thing. He rocks. I just think I just think that they're a different group with Eric Johnson involved. Yeah. You know, it's not that it's not that EJ is so amazing. It's just that he does so many things that their best players, you know, that's not part of their strengths. He just compliments he compliments their their top group so well that having him back out there, I just it, it, you know, in today's camp, they're all in different groups. They're all split up. They're all doing different things, like whatever, right? But it's just you, you see him out there, and he's he's firing, you know, the the stretch passes to guys, and he, and you're just like, damn, man, it's good to have Eric Johnson back. It's good to see him back out there and healthy, looking like Eric Johnson again. And I think, if nothing, like it's good to have him on the ice, but I think the locker room. Just loves the guy too. Obviously, oh yeah. They were talking about. I think Logan O'Connor's like, oh, he's great to have a veteran, but also he's the clown on the team. Like he's the big joker in the locker room. And yeah, I mean him yeah. putting the Mac on on Landy. Yeah, on Instagram. I mean, get it, big dog. <laughs> we see. We got to see Landy in person again today, and it's like, oh boy. You see him in person, and you're like, yep, this guy's good looking. <laughs> model still hot <laughs> yeah now he's what eight million dollars a year hot yeah that's true how much hotter does that make him i mean he didn't get that big of a raise he went from five seven to seven like I was, that's, i'll take that race yeah <laughs> can, can i have that i look way hotter <laughs> Oh yeah, and you think you think you think Mrs. Rudo is gonna look at you differently if you get a you you have a one point three million dollar raise? Oh yeah, <laughs> I I become way way hotter immediately. All right, look, I know right now on my best day I'm a four and a half with one point three million dollars in my pocket that goes up to at least like a six, at least. So. <laughs> Like how you had the number ready, like you've thought about this before. <laughs> Sitting in the mirror rating yourself. <laughs> I don't know, man. This this is problematic. Okay. All right. All of this is problematic. We'll move on. We'll move on. To be fair with the defensive pairings today, we did have Makar and Gerard together. And 
we know that that's probably not a long-term answer for the Avs. Bednar said that's day one that they'll, I'm sure they'll be together, you know, until Taves becomes a thing again, but I, I, I struggle to think they'll stick with that for a full season. Certainly. So from the man who rates himself, you know, just my two cents. Yeah, that's because Byram EJ just seems like such a perfect fit to start with. It does, which leaves you Murray and take your pick of Jack Johnson, Curtis McDermott, or maybe Jacob McDonald. Yeah, he looked good. His skating and his ability to just move always separates him from other guys. As long as you're okay with there was a lot of big slow dudes in that second unit, <laughs> like that second group. Oh, I like Jeff Gilbert today. The second group of defensemen was was a weird contrast, right? Because Byron would go and break up a two on one, and then <laughs> yeah. some dudes I don't even know yeah. the name of would go, and Alex Bocage would beat him wide, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> Do you ever like? Man, I was out there. Too. I was like, "How the hell did Keaton Middleton play NHL games last year? <laughs> How did they win games with that well, guy in the lineup?" It didn't make sense last year when they were doing it. It doesn't make sense now. I, I am still confused as to the appeal here. I just don't understand. Well, sometimes the ways of the Avalanche are beyond mortal understanding. So. Uh, and one guy I was interested in seeing was Roland McEwen, but it came out he had COVID. And COVID has already hit the team, but I guess those guys are recovering. McEwen and Matteau are... They had COVID? Get, it wasn't It wasn't yeah. about the vaccine? It was no, the they tested guy. positive. But Matteau is clear. It's just they didn't want to throw him into day one of camp because he hasn't done anything for seven days. So that's those guys are already immediately yeah, behind. That's a way to look real bad in the conditioning. If, if you had just tossed that dude in. But uh, yeah, the abs, uh, the abs are in training camp. I don't really know much else to say about it. Day one is generally just everyone getting up to speed and then skating around a lot. Getting the feet wet and doing some conditioning. Yeah, there's really only like 15 to 20 minutes of drills per side there where you could be like, okay, I can you can see something here, three on three stuff like that. How? Should I just do it? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So in training camp, they're getting their feet wet and getting their conditioning. But if you want to do some conditioning to help you get your dick wet. Oh, God. <laughs> Manscaped is the product for you. Just Head on the goat on this one, huh? Yeah. I, we didn't agree to do that. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was supportive of, of Rudo, and then he started talking. <laughs> Head on over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off with code DNVR. Uh, Be sure to use the code. You get free shipping as well if you get the perfect package 4.0. So jump on it today. Uh, Let them know Rudo sent you over there with his amazing reads. Uh (laughs) We're going to have to change our our promo code from DNVR to Rudo. 
I should just strike out on my own with these things. <laughs> yeah, wherever, where, yeah, wherever Allie is, she just instinctively face palmed. Yeah, she's an audible groan. <laughs> Hit them up. They have plenty of other products as well to take care of all of the hair all over your body, your face, whatever. You can get toner, deodorant, all that sorts of stuff. So check out Manscaped today and uh, get yourself some awesome products to help with uh, whatever it is you might be working on. Also <laughs> brought to you all by Hassle Cattle Company. Go get yourself <laughs> some that, delicious that Abby <laughs> was a home run, so we can change it to HR. It's fine. <laughs> ah, got him. Go get yourself some amazing Hassle Cattle Company meat. Just uh, I talked to, shout out Jesse, not Montano, but the Jesse that I met at the DNVR bar the other day. He came out from Pennsylvania and said the uh, the Wagyu beef burger was worth it. So go try the Wagyu burger down at the DNVR bar or go get yourself some steaks from HaskellCattleCompany.com. I mean... If you face palmed, it still counts. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll take we'll we'll take a different differently spelled alley face palm. <laughs> it's good enough. If the energy is the same. Check out hasslecattlecompany.com and use code DNVR10 to get 10% off your entire order. You can manscape those steaks if you want to. All right, and get those steaks wet too. It's fine. Do whatever Slop you want to do. Up. <laughs> Uh, third, <laughs> third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's please leave this. Space I have to go and never return. Yet. Uh, let's before we get into O'Connor's contract conversation. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on specifically with day one of training camp? Um, I mean, we talked about it, but Bowers. We talked about it there, but Bowers is not really off anywhere close to an NHL line. So yeah, sure. He's got point some point. way to work himself. I thought he looked good today. But yeah, he's got some ways to work himself up there. Okay. Oh my God, what's happening in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're off on on their own now. This is a this is a chat problem at this point. Uh, so Logan O'Connor signs a three year extension, which does not kick in until next year. He's on the last year of his current deal for one point oh five million dollars with the Avs. It it it's a bit of a weird deal when you think about. We've talked on this show plenty of times. O'Connor's pretty hard ceiling as a fourth line guy, right? But also, at that cap hit, the entire thing is variable, basically. So, I guess it fills a contract slot up. And, but you know, if he continues to be an effective NHLer, great. You don't even think about it. And if something ends up going wrong, you bury it and you don't even think about it, right? Yeah. Um, One thing I meant to check before we started the show, but because we're kind of just mashing everything together into one long thing. um, That is how um, a show works. (laughs) I wanted to, I mean, our day. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Um, I meant to see what the... Uh, variable cap hits are over the next couple of years because it's supposed to go up. It's is is it a million flat right now? And I think it's going to be like one point one next year, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. 
but I'm pretty sure because this contract doesn't start till next year, um, it's all variable beginning next season. The entire thing will be. Yeah. And even if it's not, we're talking about it being 50K. They right. won't. Not There's a very, anymore. very low chance that they're so pressed against the cap that that 50K is going to matter at all. Yep. So you're talking about if for whatever reason this does go, it does go sideways with LOC, um, then that sucks. But capitalize it means nothing. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's money in his pocket. Um, that that's money out of Kronky's pocket. To, from from a perspective of the team, it, it it's not really problematic in any way. Um, and I think that this is a, this is smart business. We've seen they needed to they needed to go out and sign Belmar and Calvert and. They claimed Matt Nieto off waivers and then paid him a couple of times. You know, they multiple two million plus dollar players on your fourth line. And now that now they need they need cost efficiency in this spot. While a million dollars is certainly um, a not meaningless raise, you know, he's getting a he's it's two hundred and it's two hundred and eighty five K. Raise over what he's getting right now. Don't do math on air, AJ. Uh, <laughs> somewhere in there, uh, from what he's and for what? What has he done? Uh, you know, when you look at like what he's actually accomplished, we we keep waiting. Like we're we're all fine with the guy in the lineup. Like we, it's not that. It's just is can can he stay healthy? Can he do it over a season? Can he become a full time guy? He hasn't done it yet. He's he's played in two little spurts. He's had two. He's had two extended stints and kind of been all over the place, and then injuries. If you include his playoff games, he's had fifty NHL games total. Yep. And And he got he just got a three year deal for fifty games. Yep. (laughs) He got asked like, "Why? Why now? Why would you accept?" I want to be like, if someone put three years on the table for you as a fourth liner, aren't you like, yeah, I'm taking it? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think part of the question with this this deal is what really is the upside of it? Because I think we all agree that we see O'Connor's ceiling is pretty hard capped out as a fourth liner, which is okay. Look, if he we're we're, we're joking about, Oh, Darren Helm looks at him and he sees himself, right? Yep. Okay. Go back and look at Darren Helm's career. How much money did Darren Helm make in, in his like heyday? 2.15, 2.125, and then he had a five-year, almost $20 million deal. He was making $3.85 million. That he was now Darren Helm paid for that. <laughs> yeah, Darren Helm has three 30-point seasons in his career. It, we'd be screaming it from the mountaintops if O'Connor has one, I think. Yeah, but, and so like we're not looking at, at Logan O'Connor thinking he's going to score 30 points here, okay? Let's let's talk more like 16, 17, 18 points. Enough and then go from serviceable. There. Yeah. Yeah. Enough where you're you're totally fine. A million dollars. You know how easy it is to live up to a million dollar contract? It's Just show hard. up and do your job. Kill penalties. Don't be a sieve defensively. Be smart. Don't take penalties. You know, the the all the different things that uh, LOC is gonna be able to to help them with, you know, from the PK to being a good defensive fourth line, like 
a million dollars for for a guy that you're comfortable with, for a guy that you like, for a guy that's been in in Colorado for a long time now, between DU and now the Avs, like it's just this was such a these are the most surprising deals in the NHL because both sides are perfectly content here. The Avs the Avs get cost certainty on the fringe of a roster and a young player that they like and that they've helped develop that they went and found as an undrafted guy. He gets a, he gets job security for three years, but the Avs make sure that they don't they don't ever have to overpay him in any way that will hurt them. At at worst, they're paying a million dollars for a guy who ends up back in the AHL someday. They don't care about that. It's not a salary cap that they have to worry about down there. It's fine. I well, I I legitimately don't see a single downside here that bothers me about this. Yeah, and I don't think it bothers bothers at all from O'Connor's side as well. Because think about it, Logan O'Connor's twenty five years old. He's done okay. He's had two stints in the NHL, so he's made a little bit of money. But because of his cap is totally variable, it's extremely unlikely that this contract ever gets bought out. So he O'Connor has essentially guaranteed himself three million dollars for playing hockey, whether that's in the NHL or the AHL. Yeah. Seems like a good deal. And, and no brainer for him, yeah. Life as a fourth line guy is usually life on a one year deal, maybe a two year deal. If yep. you're lucky. I mean, you remember when Mark Barbario signed in Switzerland and was like, they offered me a three year deal. I never got one of those in the NHL. Yep. As a depth defenseman, the most he ever got was a two year deal beyond, L, uh, beyond ELCs and stuff. Yep. And because of uh, O'Connor's age when he signed his ELC, that was a two year deal. They gave him they gave him a three year deal. He got he got cost certainty uh, for for the abs. He gets he gets paid money that he I mean he doesn't have to he doesn't have to mess with one way deals two way deals. He's gonna make a million dollars for each of the next three years. Yep. After this one. Yep. Like this is where he's the, likely to make NHL salary for most of this year. Right. And like but, where where we've previously talked about don't give term to depth. Don't do it for 30 year olds. Yep. Don't do it for face off specialists. And don't do it. Don't do it for two or $3 million. Like Pierre Edward Belmar, $1.8 million. No, 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 no. We're not even having that go. If this was a $1.8 million deal, I'd feel differently about it. Yeah. But at, at, at essentially a million dollars straight up. Come on. I mean, the, the key to why you feel so good about this is because it is entirely variable. Yeah, it, yeah, sure. It would suck for Kroenke's pocketbook if O'Connor ends up in the AHL, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They trust the right. coaching. There, they trust the front office to spend the money in a way that it's not a blank check, but it's a we trust you to make good decisions here. Yep, and and the team itself is entirely unaffected if everything goes wrong. Right. I mean, if this, and we're talking like worst case scenario, we're trying to dig up a, a way for this to go wrong. Just, there just isn't one. Yep. O'Connor is playing for the Eagles. That's how, the worst case scenario. How, how often do you ever see a team sign a multi year deal with a player where you just say, well, there's no downside to this? This is, this can only end in either neutral or a win. It's an easy deal for the team. The worst case scenario is you don't think about Logan O'Connor at all, and that's fine because it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
the problem the problem with overpaying guys is that they are on your roster and that they are up against your cap. Yep. If a guy of a guy's contract is variable, you just don't care. It's totally fine. I mean, this is like this is like a lesser version of what the Islanders did with Mayfield and what the Preds keep doing with some of their depth guys, you know, with yep. uh with with like Sissons and, and guys like that. Yep. Yarn crook, you know, the where hey, they gave these guys long-term, long-term deals and said, Hey, we really like you as a role player. Just go and be that guy. Evan- Especially because teams are teams are gonna be paying. I mean, look, the cap, the cap may not be going up for a while, but even if it goes up just a little bit each year, that money always filters down to your fourth line guys. Those guys end up as two million dollar players. This dude's gonna be a million dollar four years from now, he's gonna be a million dollar player. Evan, what are what are your thoughts on O'Connor as, as a player? Do you expect him to be an everyday guy beyond obviously the love for Bednar you've already mentioned? <laughs> yeah, no, I I fell in love with this game last year because he really added something to the lineup on that fourth line when when Calvert went out, and I really do think they missed him because then they went the other way and they brought in Soderberg, who was just the opposite player, and you could tell it just didn't fit. So he fits in the identity of mm-hmm. how this team wants to play. And he is, you know, I haven't looked at the advanced numbers, but I thought he was awesome on the penalty kill and something that they need. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm completely fine with mm. this deal. I'm always thrown off when they throw, obviously, term to a fourth liner like we talked about. But my really only concern was be, would be that they try to make him more than what he is. Um, Bedner mentioned that maybe he might be the third line right winger. They don't know. I don't see that in his future just because I don't think the offensive there, and it's really never been there in his career going through DU. Just set it and forget on the fourth line, and I think he's going to be completely fine. Rudo, if I send this to you real quick. I already know what you're sending me. Do it. Okay. So we'll have a a couple of graphics. Do you even need to send it to me? I might be able to find it. but Uh, it I I did not put these in my story yesterday. I know. Evan Evan specifically mentioned the PK, so that's what I looked up. Gotcha. Yeah, just uh, send me him, and we can uh, we can dig into it a little bit. Cool. And uh, the other thing I want to mention because I wanted to, I asked Bedner, I said, "Do you use this as like Logan O'Connor as an example to the young players to say, hey, nothing is given to you. You can come in and earn this.' And look what he did. And he said, "Yeah, absolutely." Because I mean, look at the guy. He, came, he was undrafted. We didn't think much of it when he was signed, and now he's as a come in and earned an extension like this. So this is the Evs penalty kill without O'Connor 242 minutes. Keep in mind sample size because it is relatively small with O'Connor minus 51. That is actually absurdly good. (laughs) So he is good on the penalty kill. (laughs) I mean, that is outrageously good peaking, even if it is only 35 minutes. Well, there was just literally penalty kills last year where he would just take the puck and carry it around in the offensive zone and just kill time and just forecheck the other team by himself and then just get off. Like, obviously, it's going to look great when you're not even entering your own zone. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to score. Minutes. <laughs> hard to score from the neutral zone. Obviously, yeah, like I said, obviously sample size is small, but it, it, O'Connor has at minimum played well enough that you should be using him on the penalty kill a lot more. 
That little that little pink bob in the bottom left corner kind of looked like a middle finger. What? What pink blob? On the PK defense, look at it. All right, first like of all, a... there's there's no pink anywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's the uh, net. <laughs> yeah, no, not p- purple. I don't know why I'm saying. I don't know why I'm thinking pink, but purple. Uh, I'm colorblind. I don't know. I, I, I maybe it's not a middle finger and it's a manscaped something or other. Uh... True. <laughs> In any case, Logan O'Connor has been extremely effective for Colorado on the fourth line in small sample sizes. So there's no reason not to want to see more of him. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I see more of him in the role that he's built for. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the big thing, man, is you just don't overextend him because this is exactly the kind of guy that gets overextended by a coaching staff because they absolutely love it. Well, I mean, we saw him try it a little bit last year, and it just didn't work. Full stop. Yeah, he like on the third line for like two games, and it was he like, nope. Is who he is, and you have to let him be that. Yep. Okay. So, final thoughts on uh, O'Connor? Anything else, Avs? Anything you guys are looking forward to this weekend in training camp? Go for such it. A, such a smart deal uh, for for LOC. Thrilled about it, genuinely. Um, looking forward this weekend to them digging into some systems and seeing how um, some guys fit. Uh, I thought that with Kout, with Ranta, and Anisimov today, we wanted him to get like a legit shot. I think that that's he's on track. Yep, for exactly that. Um, the Bowers one is going to take some time, a little bit more work, and I think that that's going to have to be an AHL based thing. Uh, but I think Kout has an opportunity in front of him. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see after kind of a kind of a iffy first day. I'm I'm looking to see how Maltsev adjusts, and if we if we can see more of a guy that fits the identity of the two guys around him, a little hyperactive, little buzzsaws that want to go hit stuff and steal pucks, like little little you know little maniac kids. Uh, great. Uh, if he continues to to look like a shaky Vladislav Kamenev, he may not stick around very long. And the one thing the one thing that I think is for for certain after looking at today uh, the group today is that they aren't desperate for depth there. Yep. Um, There's if a guy if a if a guy is not working, they don't have to force it for an extended period of time. They can cut bait and move quickly. And that's something that a guy like Maltsev should probably keep in mind. Yep, that was actually my conclusion. Is Maltsev was the one guy I was most interested in seeing today <clears throat> just because I didn't really watch him at New Jersey at all. So I wanted to see what type of player he is. And pretty disappointed today, but it's just day one. And more my concern would be really what AJ mentioned is that those two wingers are going to go. They're going to grind it. They're going to muck it up in the corners and go mm-hmm. fast. Does he actually fit with them? Like, is that can he actually be a fit as the center on that line? So interested to see how that goes the next couple of days. And yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's a big boy, big old neck, like we were talking about, but uh, yeah, he's the old giraffe man. That's, that's what I'm interested in seeing. And then, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the end of like messing with those middle two lines. I think they, I wouldn't be surprised if they adjust those the next couple of days and just kind of see what works. 
he's gonna adjust that shit tomorrow just to get a different look at it right like it's there's gonna be a lot of tinkering in that middle six there you go looking forward to bringing it all to you over the next four days five days of camp and then into the preseason where i I, let's face it if you want to earn a job you got to show well in preseason if you don't have the inside track at very least definitely that's i mean that's how big is it that, I mean, we're talking less than a week. I mean, we're five days away from yep. the abs opening up their preseason schedule. There's no breaks on this train. It started with dev camp and it's all downhill until about February when we get the Olympic break. <laughs> and it's in Vegas. So we might actually get to watch that one. Yeah. Vegas <laughs> allegedly broadcasting all of their preseason games. So illegal streams. <laughs> Jumbotron. Oh, the yeah. best part about preseason. Oh yeah, those are some adventurous uh, footage to I say will, the least. I will never forget tuning into a Sacramento Kings Jumbotron feed and seeing their horrifying mascot. <laughs> <Swimson>! <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into a place that i don't want to go back to we're going to end the show today thank you for watching everyone listening however you consume the podcast we appreciate all of you you know you can find everything about dev camp here at dnvr so be sure and like and subscribe to the video and the youtube channel that helps us out a ton you will see these three faces back again tomorrow after camp breaking it all down for you so until then we will talk to you later